Hello, and welcome to the Coach Your Kids Right podcast. I am Skip LaCour. Hey, this podcast is for the parents of children about five to eight years old, your first time through as a parent. You want your kids to be great athletes. You want to put them in the position to be the best they can be right from the very start. And you really are looking forward to experiencing all the personal development that comes along with competitive sports. Uh, so you ad- help use sports to help you develop a great, strong, confident child. If that sounds like you, then you're at the right podcast. Hey, in this episode, I want to talk about raising champions, mastering coachability in young athletes, how to teach your kids to be coachable. Why would we want to do that? I mean, I guess it's obvious when we think about there's so much to think about. You know, just raising kids, let alone really focusing on how to make them great athletes, so many aspect to it. And that's what this podcast is all about is something, as you can tell, I'm extremely passionate about. You know, I probably overthought this, right, as I had my kids go through that five to eight-year-old period. I think we came out pretty pretty good. Did a lot of things, probably in excess. Did some a lot of things wrong, but I did a lot of things right. And so I'm sharing with you the, the best strategies, the best systems that worked. I'm going to share with you the strategies that if I, I did that. Can you believe I did that? It was a little in excess, but, you know, helped shape where I am now. I talked to a lot of parents when I saw a kid, right? You know, maybe he was 10 years old, 12 years old. and just, man, just carried himself. Well, it wasn't necessarily how he played, shot the ball, hit the ball. It's how he carried himself. Those special kids that you see. I would do whatever I could to talk to that parent, at least observe those parents, see the dynamics, uh, use my imagination and hallucinate what those parents are like, uh, what uh, qualities, characteristics, and habits that they have that they pass along to their kids, right? All in an effort to learn. I asked a million questions of uh, the fathers, especially I observed a lot of the mothers, the interactions between the fathers and mothers as I try to pick out patterns, asked a lot of questions, uh, Whatever uh, their opinions were, however their child supposedly turned out, uh, whatever, 11, 12, we don't know necessarily how it's all going to end up. But I asked a lot of questions, and that's what I share with you in this podcast. What I went through, uh, the questions I asked, my observations, definitely might validate some of your current way of thinking, uh, may add to your current way of thinking some perspective uh, to maybe come up with different answers. I I tell you, uh, going through all this, uh, being asked these questions before it happens rather than experience and then think about it, you'll get a lot out of this. All right. So coachability, how to make your kid coachable, right? I mean, that's pretty easy to think about, man. If if your kid is coachable, uh, the coach's pet, let's say, (laughs) right? The teacher's pet. Uh, They really know how to connect with people. any people in authority, whatever, their music teacher, hopefully you too, they're respectful, um, right? Um, how that's going to add to the quality of their life and you're going to raise good kids, right? We could just use sports by focusing on this coach, right? Um, so what's that's going to do? Their listening skills, how well they follow instructions, right? Showing respect for authority. It's, it's very important. So let's uh, talk about this. Like we're going to put this, on the top of the priority list, this should be way up there. In addition to all the reps and the hitting and the skill and the you know, body language, all the things we talk about, but being coachable. I'll tell you, you know, um, 
I believe, you know, whatever, wherever it was, I didn't necessarily, I did not have parents that taught me to, to show that um, ultimate respect uh, to coaches. They obviously they didn't say anything negative against it. It was something that I developed. I was always like uh, the coach's favorite, <laughs> no matter what sport. I hustled the most. I paid attention the most. I was eager to please. I was like a coach on the floor, a captain, mostly all the t- all the times uh, that certainly when I was the older person in the group, whatever sport it was, uh, those leadership skills with the coach, uh, then they trusted me uh, to be you know that person on the field, on the court that represented them. So how that got wired, I don't know, but I'm geared in to what coaches want. Um, most recently, it was a eight-year-old All-Stars uh, for baseball, and they were for my son, and um, the coaches were uh, choosing which team would have, you know, the round robin or the pick who would go first. And just hearing them talk about kids, it was just interesting that I want to share um, share with you that I heard the most. Right, they talked about the kid, what type of kid he was. Before they talked about how he hit, how he threw, what a tough competitor there was, just what kind of kid. And one thing I always heard is that he comes from a great family. He comes from a great family. And I, in the same particular meeting, uh, what one thing that really struck with me is that, you know, he thanks me after every game or every practice, maybe every game and practice. And I remember the coach going, what kid does that? All right. <laughs> well, you know, as he was talking, that is something that I'll talk about, but that is something I make sure my kids do right after the break of the huddle. That's the first thing to do. And I'm watching and I'll ask them, even if I know they forgot <laughs> to do it, to prioritize that thanking coaches. But those are the type of things, right? And, and you want your kid to be a great athlete and perform well, but you know, I don't know about you, but that makes me the most proud, the child, the person that I'm developing. So listening skills, uh, showing respect for authority, following instructions, uh, you know, that's what makes them coachable. So let's talk about, you know, some specifics uh, that, you know, I've done, I've seen, all aiming at to have your kid the most coachable, all right? And, and as you know, my son is nine years old. Um, there's certain things that I tell him: you got to be the leader. You got to do what the coach says all the time. You can't play around when you get there, right? You're there. If I get you there early, which is something I'll, I'll talk about, get in the habit, do it. You're not there to play around. You're not early uh, to play around. You get right to business, right? You can have playtime afterwards, <laughs> right? Uh, so getting you there early, I might as well stay at home. <laughs> If, if you're just going to play around, go to the corner, dribble, start stretching, show the coach and the team, be the leader, all right, of, seri- of being serious. As a younger, the, if they can do that at a younger age, I mean, that really has an impact uh, of their influence and when they, they understand that, right? But um, I, I have my son, I, I say, son and daughter, what does it take to be the captain of the team? Even, you know, if they don't, uh, have captains of the team. What would a captain act like? What would the other act like? Would they play around? I, I just ask these questions, uh, just food for thought now that they're older. But let's get back to you know that five to eight-year-old when they're first starting, right? Uh, one thing I stress is that they get to practice early. And you know, depending on the situation, whether that's a half an hour or 15 minutes, you know, we make a little game. If you can be you know, the first one there at practice, and again, 
You don't just show up to practice early, you're ready to get to work. You're ready to be, you know. And then when I say serious, I know they're kids, but you're, you're there to focus on all the fun parts of the game itself, not of Pokemon or Super Mario Brothers. You're, you're there to have fun when you show up, but fun in the context of having a great practice, a great game, and enjoying the, the teamwork, right? So focus that fun and that enjoyment. Get there early. All right. Uh, here's one thing. Again, respecting the authority, the leader, getting in, uh, on the same page. Um, that same wavelength on the, as the coach. I said when you first get there, the first thing you do is you greet your coaches. Strong body language, eye contact. You're facing them. Your your voice is loud and proud. Hi, coach. You don't wait them for them to come to you. You don't just show up and go around. Right when you get there, you say hello to all of your coaches. Right, we do this thing too, and I do this and again. Mo these things we do inside and outside of the gym, on and off the playing field. But you make good eye contact, and they say, "Hey, hey, Brooklyn, hey, Jace, how are you?" We have a response, and I learned this from you know on that motivational speaking tour that I'll tell you about. I probably heard about it, and uh, we say, "I'm awesome," loud and proud with enthusiasm. You know, most kids will not answer. At that, especially at the young age, they won't even answer, right? That's just being a kid, right? Or they'll say fine, or they'll say good as they're looking away, voice down. You know, and again, this is something like, it isn't like I told them once, twice, 22, 42, <laughs> 82 times, and they just, they got it right. It's a continual process. You know, you know how kids are, so if your kid's like that, my kids were definitely like that too. They didn't get it right the first time or the 82nd time <laughs> and all the way through. Right, so I'm awesome. Thank you for asking. All right, and then you look them in the eye, and then you ask them how they are doing. How are you doing? Right now, again, uh, I must be you know at 235, watching them, observing them, critiquing it because when they nail it, when they nail it. I mean, I've had uh, you know parent. Uh, I've had. Uh, Parent, parent coaches coming to me. I've never had a kid ask me how I was doing. When they nail that right, you can just see it touches the heart so unique. Right? Respect that coach. Respect that authority. Ask them how they're doing. Can you imagine a kid doing that? It's so rare. Um, again, with the eye, con the body, eye contact, the body language, um, and uh, speaking loud and proud and being sincere like you really know you know, uh, you really want to know how they're doing, right? As much as a kid, a young kid, five to eight can do, right? All right, so when the, the coach is talking, right? So the team meeting, hey, everybody, go, hustle from place to place. Always hustle. Don't walk. Be the first one there, all right? Be the first one there. Hustle from place to place. Coach says, go over there, run. Don't walk. Immediate route. No talking to the other players. Run to him, right? Also, positioning. I tell my kids, you don't want to be to the side of him. right? If he's talking and there's a circle of kids, you want to be directly in front of him. Not even to the left side or the right side, certainly not to the very side. When he's looking out front, he sees you. He or she, the coach, sees you there. All right? Eyes on coach. Eyes always on coach. Always on coach. I probably said eyes on coach. 5,000 times, all right, but constantly uh, remind them. Eyes on coach, again, short attention spans 
at that age, but you, you drill this in, right? Um, eyes on coach. Don't be looking around. Certainly don't get distracted. There's gonna If there's 12 kids on the team, six to eight of them are just going to be playing around, bodies flying all over, not listening to coach, talking, playing around. Uh, tell my kids, don't get distracted. Eyes on coach. Turn your body to the coach, right? If he has a, you going on one knee like they do, as they're saying, baseball. I mean, you're, you're tall and erect. You don't get on two knees and slouch over. Everything is tall and erect. Strong body language. Um, as you're listening again, the eyes on coach turning towards them saying, yes, coach, do you hear me? Do you understand? Coach will do that all the time. Even if it's a parent coach, right? The higher they get, right? Yes, coach. Yes, coach. That's something I did with my son. And, uh, when he was seven years old playing uh, tackle football and, uh, I don't know, I said, if you say it a hundred times today, <laughs> I'll get you a, uh, Oreo cookie, ice cream, pizza or whatever from Baskin Robbins. So I can hear him going, yes, coach, yes, coach, yes, coach, every chance he had, right? And that's something that has carried over. Now, he's more of an extrovert, but, you know, still working on my daughter. Again, if you can get him to speak up in something they're having fun with and growing with and learning with and doing on a consistent basis like their sports, you want them to carry that over. My uh, daughter isn't as extroverted, uh, probably, you know, uh, an introvert, but you can still teach these very powerful connection skills, all right? But yes, coach, all right? Nodding your head with that eye contact, like you're really absorbing. And again, you know, these listening skills should be for teachers, any authority, and you. So, you know, if I'm going to demand my kids to be still, face, body, don't be playing around, nod, eye contact, all right? And they don't have to say yes, coach, or yes, dad to me. But the majority of the time, they're going to be listening to the dominant parent, if that's you or your wife. Certainly all the time with you is going to be more than coach. So if you demand these listening skills uh, from them, you create these standards, you, maybe you're thinking about these standards, maybe you're going to list them, maybe you're going to, hey, yeah, that's going to be really important, right? I get to practice uh, that, you know, that these important skills about uh, respecting authority, uh, being coachable, all right, receiving the message, uh, you know, then they got to do it with you at home as much as possible, obviously. You can't let them be distracted, not pay attention, uh, rock side to side and do all that <laughs> at home and then expect them to, um, you know, treat the coaches or, in, you know, teachers, all right? So no, uh, you know, you don't want to be playing around with le less serious kids, right? Um, here's the other thing, like, so when he lines you up, you know, you know, my kids sometimes want to go first. That's not really that important in line, but it shows, it shows enthusiasm that you really want to listen and really want to please the coach, do what he says, do your part for the team. But one thing that I make sure they do, again, from a young age, of course, the younger they are, um, it's going to be, you're going to have to repeat yourself more, but when the coach is explaining, so the first person line, I don't know how to dribble or how to swing or whatever it is, right? I teach my kids, you're looking from the back of the line or a third line or whatever you are. You're always, eyes are on coach. Listening to what he says, even though he's talking to Jane or Billy, the instruction, I tell them, what he's saying to that person is what he's saying to you. He's teaching that person, he's teaching you. The last thing you want to do is get to the front of the line, he has to tell you individually. Right, so even if you have to peer around and take a step out, because you're the fourth person in line, 
get where the coach can see you and you can see him. And I'll tell you, that's a great connecting thing for the coach that you're paying attention even when you're fourth line and you peek out, you step out of the line, and he sees those eyes looking at you. Coachability, right? Um, so watch when they're taking turns. Certainly be ready. You know, one thing with, with my, my kids, if they're the first in line, I tell you, hey, you better get it right. If he explains it to the whole group, now get in the line. I said, you got to get it right. So think about it. If you don't understand, ask questions from the coach. But if you don't understand, let somebody else go and get it right or wrong first, <laughs> right? Then I'm just going to get in front of the line, and uh, I don't really know what he said, but I'm going to go for it, which they've done before. I appreciate the hustle, but uh, following that, those in instructions, all right? Um, so that's really important. Uh, I think... Again, I think uh, the, the biggest thing with the uh, coach-child uh, relationship and, and how this personal development, how it builds confidence and sets the stage for all their skills, learning all their skills, make sure they follow their skills, is their ability to follow instructions. I think the ability to follow instructions is probably the biggest quality uh, that they need in life as they learn and grow and make mistakes and learn from their mistakes, right? And... You know, it, it's you now again, I can't compare my children from your children to know what the average is. All I know is, you know, talking over with my wife, I, I, I believe for a very long time that, look, I don't expect my kids to get it right the first time, second time, or the eighth time, <laughs> right? I mean, I am realistic, even though I want to have high standards, knowing that they can eventually uh, live up to those standards and make their life easier, right? Uh, but I just came to conclusion on a scale from one to ten. You know, I don't, I can't compare this. It's the first time through all this, but my kids are a three or four out of ten following these instructions, and that became my belief. And so when I went to all these practices, like I said, and they they would, um, and and sometimes I'm sitting there, I don't even really understand the instructions that the coach is saying. So a six year old and eight year old trying to follow these instructions, I don't even understand what's really going on. And I'm listening to the coach from a distance, right? So, um, but it just seemed to me, my kids got it wrong um, at a greater rate than, uh, than the other kids. Now, was that my hallucination? Was that true? You know, I'm not really sure. But I just, it just drove me crazy. I had to do something about it. Now, one thing we'll talk about these programs is you need to influence your kids into the right way of thinking. They or moldable clay. You hypnotize them. You influence them. You guide their thoughts. You 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 assign their values. You 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 assign what's the reality, what's the truth, right? In an empowering way. We do that consciously, and sometimes we do that unconsciously with this uh, these following instruction skills and its importance. Uh, that's something you know. I believe we should all do consciously. So. You know, to me, and I, you know, I would get, I would make sure they followed instructions to me, no matter how busy I was. I just felt they were so far behind. I insisted my wife, you know, put a higher priority in following instructions. So much so, <laughs> I, I just had had enough because I would see it in sports. I'd see it at home. Now, I, I remember when when my son was seven in, in, in tackle football too. I would be watching those practices and, you know, it's for seven and eight year olds. And there's a big, I talk about this, there's a big giant difference in uh, not just physical ability, but maturity and ability to follow instructions between seven and eight. 
the year is gigantic, whether you did a lot of work or little work or something in between. Just that year makes such a difference, which I didn't really realize. I mean, someone could tell me that, but I didn't fully uh, appreciate it. And I just remember being so frustrated because my son would, to me, would always get it wrong or too much. And I said to coach, I said, man, you know, hey, I, you know, whatever we said, uh, you know, again, I, uh, you know, it wasn't all negative, but I wasn't all negative. But I said, I said, it really seems that he has, he's behind the curve or where he should be in following the instructions. And, uh, you know, actually the coach said to me, said, no, actually at his age, he follows instructions better than, you know, the other kids uh, his age. Now, again, uh, I, I look back now, uh, this coach was a great coach. He did it for a long time. His kid um, was an outstanding player in two sports at the top high school, so he raised a great kid, <laughs> and he was there for every practice, all passionate like you and me, and he just got all the way through, whereas his, 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 his kid is a standout athlete at the, you know, the best high school in the area, right, in two sports, right, playing varsity, you know, as a sophomore, even a little bit as a freshman at, at, you know, this top school. So he obviously did a good job. That's one who gave me perspective. Okay. So anyway, and, it, but again, you know, uh, they've got, you know, 30 players to deal with. Um, you know, I just take responsibility with my child, but, but the same thing with my daughter. I mean, yeah, with basketball, just both of them. So what I did, here's a little strategy. What I did as I kind of wrote this out, right? If you want this, send me an email, skip at coachyourrightkidsright.com. And this was massively effective, or that's my hallucination at least. I was so tired of them not following instructions. I, I printed this out, I put it in laminate shape, a sheet for them. And every time I felt, I just told you that three times. All right, I would make them recite this, read it to the family, right? So, uh, so this, I am awesome at following instructions. I, Jace LaCour, understand that I must immediately end my challenges of not following instructions well. I take full responsibility every single time. I don't follow instructions, and I never blame anyone but myself. This must change. This will change immediately. I have the power inside of me to change this immediately. I commit to you, my teachers, my coaches, and the entire world to do a better job of getting instructions right the first time. I understand that I make myself look bad. I, no, I understand that I make myself look like I'm not as smart as I really am. I'm not as sharp and quick as I really am. And I don't care to get it right. I am smart. I am sharp and quick. I do care that I get it right the first time. I understand that I make myself look bad and my entire LaCour family look bad when I can't follow instructions. I commit to doing a better job of representing myself and my entire core family better by following instructions and doing my best to get them right the first time. Now, it sounds extreme, right? But you know, I know, you know, uh, again, here's the great thing about this. I, uh, if it sounds extreme, instead of just being frustrated, I bet I didn't have to use this, you know, more than five times to get them recited, to commit to it. Where, and again, this could be my hallucination, this strategy just worked brilliantly. Where there follow instructions, I, I wouldn't even say it's a problem anymore. All right, I'm always making sure, wanting them to get it right the first time, but you know, they are definitely not in the bad category. 
I would even put them in above average now. Now, again, this isn't a controlled study. It could have just been they matured. But I just really think that we get what we focus on in life. And we, we got so many things. You're focusing, by listening to this podcast, you're focusing on your kids, their development, their confidence in sports, probably more than anyone around you, not that you care. And you're going to get the rewards. It may not happen as fast as you want, or the, uh, or the, the road might be a squiggly line with ups and downs unexpected. But there's, there's no doubt with this focus that you're going to get a better result than uh, having your focus in a lot of different areas, right? So, you know, uh, whatever their challenges might be, you know, breaking it down, I just think they'll just focus on it, and that just becomes a part. They're trying to make sense of this world and all these rules and how things work and getting it right and pleasing their parents and pleasing their coaches and having friends and everything like that. Following instructions, being coachable is one of those things, I think just by putting the attention, I hope I gave you some strategies and it sold on the importance, but it's a building block. If you build it early, it just sets the tone for all areas of life, right? I mean, when the coach loves you because uh, you're on the same wavelength, you're on the same page, you follow the instructions so well, you're that leader on the field, He's the, you're the one, you're, you're the kid, the one kid that's always following instructions, that's always paying attention, that's respecting and appreciating what he says, that says hello uh, when you show up every single time and you say thank you right when they break the huddle, you go and thank your coaches, how can the coach not like you? Well, you back that up with some skills, your kid's going to tip up a lot of confidence that I am he, I am her. I've got validation by the way the coach treats me. And, and trust me, like my son is really good at that. My daughter gets uh, um, a lot of favoritism from her coaches too. Not exactly for the, the same thing. They just She's just likable, her personality, like almost like an underdog type thing where he, they just know he's eager, he's enthusiastic. And uh, this baseball coach just told me about how coachable he was, um, right? So I think this is massively important. Hopefully I sold you on that, gave you some ideas, because I don't think it, it takes that much. And the, uh, the, what this will yield as far as confidence and carry over to the way they play and the way they think about themselves will be massive. All right, so that's going to do it for this Coach Your Kids Right podcast. If you want to know what else can this guy talk about? I want all of his information now, all right? Got a season starting. My kid's already six. This is, I already missed a year. Did he have these podcasts before, right? I know you love this stuff. Reach out to me. If you want some one-on-one coaching, I'll work with you right where you are, all right? Just uh, reach out. Send me an email skip at coachyourkidsright.com or call me at 925-352-4366. Talk about this program that I take, um, parents, of kids, take them through a 12-week program, meet it on the phone every week. You know, it's a structured uh, coaching program. Uh, I've, I've coached men in several different areas uh, over the phone, all over the world, right? So you think, well, how can he coach my kid if he's not in my city? Remember, this is about mindset. This is about you setting up structure. It's not, you know, about me teaching him how to hit, although I can give you some instructions along the way, uh, you know, about that certain drills that work. All right. So uh, thanks for joining me, and I'll see you on the next Coach Your Kids Right podcast.